What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for joining us on this Journey of Success podcast where we dive in and we want to get in behind the scenes, not exactly what's going on and whenever you're at the workplace, what sales technique or advertising technique or strategy that you use, what operational strategies that you use that, that see that success. We want to dive into what the real normal is. And that's whenever you have downtime or you're at home and you're struggling with your thoughts and you're having anxieties and fears and all of these things that continue to hold you back. We want to talk. We want to dive in to what others have done so that you you understand that that is the real normal. Those thoughts, those hard times, those times where you're not sure if you should even get out of bed or should you keep doing what you're doing or keep pushing through. We want to dive into those scenarios, how people overcame them and how they were able to achieve their goals so that you can take that, leverage it, understand that it's part of every part, everybody's journey when they're trying to do something that they haven't done before. So we hope you enjoy it and we look forward to seeing you in there. The one that we were just talking about that came from actually a very well-known e-commerce agency, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, if you can recall, and I know this was a while back, but do you remember what they were kind of what their scenario is and, and just kind of frame it up? Uh, they were a boutique. They have a physical location, Mm-hmm. Um, but really, really needed to ramp up their uh, online e-commerce brand, uh, mainly sales. And they had gone to an agency that charges tens of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they made it just a few months in and it was not working. They weren't getting really any positive momentum. They weren't getting good results. They certainly weren't getting a positive ROI. And whenever you're shelling out five to $10,000 a month, just for the service, obviously that can become a little tough to maintain. Um, And actually hurt them a little bit, even whenever they came to us. But do you remember what the conversation was like uh, with them whenever you first took them on kind of what they're, they were struggling with or what their concerns were and trying to accomplish? Yeah, I do. Um, I just remember uh, just speaking with the ladies on the call. And I know that at the, at the time that I had initially spoken with them, they were $18,000 in and had only made $4,000. And they had went with a large agency and um, they'd gotten some positive feedback. I thought they had done their due diligence, um, but it turned out it just, it wasn't working for them. So when they came to us, um, they were really in a spot where um, it was either do or die, kind of. Um, They had been investing and had invested as much. uh, I just remember one of the ladies said that her husband was like, you cannot put any more of our money or savings into this. Like it either is going to work or you're going to have to, you know, hang your hat up. Um, And that was kind of the the bulk of the conversation was really based on that. And so they were, they weren't, um, they didn't have a a desperate kind of attitude. Um, They were still very hopeful. And, um, but what I like about those two ladies is they are go-getters and they'll do whatever it takes. And they were looking for a partner, someone that they could partner with, someone that would have their back and someone um, that they could just trust um, and then, you know, just like I always do on the calls, 
just explaining. I know it's the first call and I don't know who all might be out there saying it, but we really are transparent here with Lynchpin and I let them know that, you know, to have a real conversation and that's all we're doing. And um, they, I just think that they felt like the pressure was off and they didn't feel like we were trying to sell them or convince them and really just educating them on what our services are and how we might be able to help them. And so um, I think that we, you know, were able to establish that pretty early on and um, and it went from there and it was great. And they are great. <laughs> yeah, and I think, uh, and I think I remember them talking about how they were, you know, obviously struggling and kind of at their wits end and uh, really contemplating what they were going to be able to do next. And um, I think she saw one of our ads uh, early in the morning and uh, our performance-based model obviously spoke to her and sh she decided to schedule that call, which obviously got you um, on the phone. And then uh, we're able to hear what they've got going on. Obviously they they had a great brand. They just were, were struggling to get results. They feel like they weren't getting attention and um, didn't feel, obviously they weren't getting a positive return, weren't even close to breaking even. Uh, so whenever they approached us, it was really, the pay for performance was big and and obviously even with our setup investment that we had to, to do to go in there and build out everything to get them started. Uh, it was just a, a, a big, I think, transition, but also kind of one of those things where we need to make this work or, you know, it could be lights out, uh, uh, apparently, and they just couldn't afford to continue spending the money they were spending without getting a, a return. So, um, the company you know, that they were with, I know it had been a couple of months that they had been with them and they, um, the ladies were sharing with me that they were saying they, the company kept saying, you're not spending enough. You're not spending enough on the ads. Um, but what they also noticed is that no one was watching those ads. No one was looking at their accounts on a day-to-day -day basis. And so basically they wanted them to just continue to increase their ad spend, but without them seeing any type of return or even a, a decent explanation. Yeah, that's a good point. I remember them talking about Black Friday and nothing had, had been set up on Black Friday or nothing new right. had been put out. And um, obviously that's a huge day, especially for boutiques and and um, brands like that. So, you know, it's uh, one of those things where there was a lot of different angles and who knows, you know, not, not every partnership works. I, I think that this agency is definitely uh, reputable. I, I know uh, a lot of insight about them and I know they do good work. So it just so happens where that wasn't a good partnership. Mm -hmm. uh, found us, we got on it, uh, really looked at it uh, to make sure we could feel confident we could help before having them invest even more money. But we took a, our strategic approach about it and just said, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna test first seven to 10 days and here's the changes we're gonna make and here's what we're going to start with and, and try to, the goals we're gonna hit within the first 30 days. And here's how we're gonna work with you and, and your team and um, what you can expect from us. And really started it off one, the communication was a big piece of that, which it is with all of our clients, but uh, two, going through those testing uh, first seven to 10 days of testing and doing it strategically and on a budget that fits within what 
they what makes sense for them um, and then scaling up from there so, so we're not just throwing money at the wall and seeing what sticks and then obviously our not having a retainer anymore where you know they, we have to sell stuff in order for us to get paid so you know they were forking out a five ten thousand dollar retainer but not getting any sales, not having anybody communicating, not having anybody actually optimize their account or, or be in their account uh, on a daily, weekly basis um, to kind of uh, give some good thought leadership on stuff coming up and really identify winning products, uh, which has been one big thing that we've been able to do is we've been able to help identify some, some key products, which helps get consumers in the door um, and then once we get them in the door, they've actually bought from you. They realize that they trust you. They like you. They know you. Then at that point, we start through email and text and all that. We start introducing other products and other things that we have. And they're more likely to buy those at full price or buy those whenever you have them available because they already know, like, and trust you. And they know what you're putting out is good. So you know, that's been a huge success. I know they have just seen continuously seen growth over the last four or five months that we've been working with them, uh, continue even through all these changes and where we've been seeing crazy kind of numbers across the board over the last 45 days with this iOS stuff and Apple and Facebook and tracking. And uh, they still continue to have strong uh, return on ad spend at somewhere between four and a half and five times on average, which is uh, phenomenal. Um, so, you know, that relationship is going great. Um, and, you know, it really just comes back to understanding the one thing that I give them kudos for is understanding that the partnership wasn't working initially and not necessarily because they weren't a good company or they didn't know what they were doing. It just wasn't a good partnership and it wasn't working for their brand. So they decided just to look into others, which is completely understandable and um, respectful. And, you know, we have it our way where it happens with, with some partners we bring on and, and understand that it just may not be the right fit um, sometimes with the way you work. So they're excited, uh, at least I, as far as I know, they're excited and really have enjoyed the communication and the uh, partnership with us, but continuing to grow. And now they see that, look, what they do have is good. It is working. They are selling and continuing to grow and it actually has become something that now they can refocus their energy and vision of what they always wanted to do whereas if they were going down the road where they were paying you know a huge setup huge retainers uh, a lot uh, you know a, a large amount in ad spend um, you know, they were looking at possibly having to shut the doors pretty quickly so it's just little stuff like that you know there's always a if you believe in what you got um, and you've got drive with it, a lot of times it may not be that it's not working. It just may be that you need to have a conversation with your partner and understand if it's worth continuing um, and if it's making sense. So, um, you know, that's a really good story on, on the other side of the token. You know, I'm trying to think of maybe a good scenario where we're, something may not have worked out. Um, I can't exactly, we may have to do that one in a different one because I can't think of the, yeah, a, a, a good one. Well, uh, I know, I know been. one. Um, what about,
Oh, did you? In the chat. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. All right. So now uh, let's talk about one that didn't work out um, and, and why. Um, and this one, it was more in the fitness industry, um, local, actually local to us in the same type area that we are. Uh, and really kind of getting off the ground had, had really set up the websites and their sales pages and had kind of a team that they were already working with whenever it came to that. Um, and just were working, they kind of added, uh, you know, kind of, uh, a two-way street with their model. They had to have members and then they had to have partners. So by partners, meaning businesses that were willing to offer up their services and products for this business model to work. And then they had to have consumers that were interested in buying those products or services. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, whenever you get into those type of business models, it can be tricky because it's like, which one comes first? Which one do you have to focus on? How do you, how do you get one without the other? Because you got to have one uh, to, to draw the other one. They, they play off of each other. You know, businesses don't want to give away stuff or, or put funds or invest time or resources or money into something that they're not going to get anything from it, but consumers aren't going to go and pay attention to anything that doesn't have good products or services on it. So there's this little bit of, of um, I guess, heart, you know, heartburn for these type of business models uh, and came to us. Um, and first and foremost, we do not specialize necessarily in the fitness industry. And so that was always kind of a red flag and something I brought up, um, obviously, to this um, business owner. And the fact that we were local, um, you know, we, we both agreed that it may be worth giving it a shot. But, you know, the one thing I think that they would be um, open to sharing and talking about positively is our willingness to be up front and tell them um, that this isn't necessarily something that we are 100% focused in. So they may want to get somebody who specializes in the fitness industry, but giving the local, uh, uh, the, the ability to be local um, and not far from each other, it was appealing to maybe try to make it work. Um, however, we, you know, once we got in, and I don't know, do you have anything to add as far as like what they were really kind of looking for yeah, when they, so, they called and kind of what that, that conversation was like? Yeah, so one of the things I just wanted to bring up, yes, they needed partners and yes, they needed members, but they also needed awareness from a marketing perspective. So it was really multifaceted. It was three different types of marketing that they needed at once. So that it was a little more complex even than um, what you initially had talked about. Um, and then uh, just as far as coming on initially, um, I don't know, it, I think you pretty much summed it up um, for the most part, yeah, um, from everything from our call that we had, just going in and trying to understand their business and what they were looking for. Um, it was definitely a conversation for you and the business because um, there were some decisions and uh, just it being a little more complex required for you to get in there and have those conversations to, to understand if it was a viable business for us or a partnership. So 
I think. Yeah, and, and for them, and for them, you know, at, at the end of the day, we really look and want is what's going to be best for our partners and our clients, right? So, you know, by us being forthcoming and saying, hey, look, this isn't, this is a very niche industry that a lot of times, much like the real estate industry, you know, if you're going to do something, you you probably, and if you came to me, I would recommend finding somebody that specializes in that because there's so many moving parts. Fitness is kind of that same way. There's a lot that goes into it, highly competitive, um, and there's a lot of benchmarks and, and standards and things that need to be uh, thought about whenever you're looking at overall success. But given the fact that we wanted to give it a shot and there were some needs that were a little outside of scope that uh, for, for us internally that I knew as well. And we had those conversations with uh, this business that, that we may get into it and realize that um, we're definitely not it, but you know, we kind of already had those conversations. So at the end of the day, as we get going into that relationship after a, a few weeks, there was just, it, it was a little outside, like I said, outside the scope. Um, and we realized pretty quickly that we weren't going to be the best fit for what they actually needed and love the, the business owner. She's fantastic. I think they're going to have a ton of success. Um, but I don't want to keep somebody on if I don't think it's right for them and also for us, obviously, but right for them. I mean, they deserve honesty and they deserve upfrontness from our end to, to bring that to them. And then they can make a decision, but ultimately that decision is typically uh, that it, it, we should probably cut ties, uh, which we ended up doing about 60 days in and said, you know, don't pay us to set up investment that's due. Let's just kind of say, hey, we gave it a shot. Um, we did do some things and you can completely keep all of that work. And all we want is that you're able to make a, a good decision that's right for your business from this point moving forward. And um, and so that's that's how we, we left it. It wasn't awkward or weird because we were able to have those conversations up front. We were able to kind of set the stage for this may not work out, you know? And so having that conversation was a good one. There wasn't money that was wasted or anything like that, at least from our opinion. We still talk with this uh, client as well. In fact, I, I know we're trying to help her with her new partner, uh, maybe this week or next week, get in and, and find some stuff that we did while we were working on it that could be very useful for her new partner. And we're setting up a call with our team and their team to, to go through that uh, because it's important that we don't wanna just leave people out to dry, even if it didn't work out with us, we just want what's best for them and what's gonna be um, setting them up for success. So, you know, I think that speaks volumes to how we work, but it's also, you know, speaks volumes to their business and just how they've wanted to try it, you know, and they wanted to give that a good go, but were 
understanding at, of the fact that it may not work out and it just wasn't a good fit. Um, and it wasn't going, we weren't going to be able to provide them with the best opportunity with what they needed. And sometimes you don't know that it's not a good fit or it's not going to work out until you get started. And that's the problem with a lot of these, um, partnerships or relationships or, or agencies that sometimes that stuff is only uncovered after you get underneath the hood and you can't get underneath the hood without starting the process and getting into it. And, um, you know, that's why we offer 30 day guarantees and all that just to get, because it's for both of us. I mean, if we get in there and realize that this just isn't going to happen and we're not going to be right, then, let's just shake hands and everybody no harm, no foul other than giving it a shot and let's move on. And if we can help you find someone else or point you in the right direction, then fair enough. Uh, we want that because at the end of the day, it's all about what's going to be best for them um, and not us or money or anything like that. So, um, you know, they're continuing to move forward and, and do great things. And like I said, we still communicate and have a good relationship and are here for anything um, that they need. And I think she knows that because she's, you know, she's reached out with stuff and we're helping, you know, and I just want her to be able to trust us. Yeah. So I just, um, want to just say, number one, when I say, um, if we can, and I mean, linchpin, I guess I always have it in mind and it's so, um, unconscious at this point because we are on, we do have our best interest for the client. And if we don't feel like we can be that partner, then we'll let you know that up front. So when we do, you know, when we're going in and, you know, doing the due diligence and checking out, you know, this brand and asking questions and finding out, you know, how they function, operate, what they need, what the vision is, what the goals are. Um, really, when we're doing that, we are thinking of them. So um, anyway, that's just one thing that I love. But just everything that you just said, I kind of wanted to go back and just kind of summarize the what the relationship ended up being. So ended up, we had transparent conversations up front and said, hey, listen, not sure. Um, both parties decided to move forward, even though, you know, we knew it was going to be some testing, etc. And then when we all realized that it wasn't going to work, then Lynchpin refunded their setup investment. And so they were able to keep all the assets that Lynchpin had created. So even though it ended up not working out for us being the right partner for them, they still, other than a little time and energy, which was great for them, I believe, um, and for us as well, I mean, they still walked away pretty good. Well, yeah, and I think just to kind of be to clarify that on the setup, if I'm not mistaken, I'll have to, is, you know, we break up our setup. So nobody's just forking over every, we, we still have skin in the game, even with our setup investments. Um, and I think on this one, we did the 50%, you know, you do 50% up front. And then I, I think we agreed to forego the second installment of that. Um, because we have been working together for a couple of months at that point and had done a lot of work. Um, so I think we agreed to just say, hey, let's forego, we'll write off the second half of that. So you don't owe anything more than you already pay, which we had already done a lot of 
pretty much all the setup, right? Like, um, so it was already completed, but uh, so I don't think we actually refunded that 50%. However, we have done that in similar scenarios in the past um, where we've refunded the setup. And obviously we have those guarantees that for whatever reason, somebody can request it because maybe something comes up or they just, it's not what they think there are. Maybe we all, we both decided that it's not working. Um, I don't, I mean, we, we don't deserve your money at that point because, you know, I'll take responsibility and say, Hey, I should, or we should have vetted it a little bit more and, and looked at and found a couple of things. Maybe we just didn't ask the right questions, but um, yeah, you know, they, that's ultimately what it's all about. And I think having, being able one to come at it the way that we do and have built our brand and our business based off the fact that every decision we make, is one that is tailored towards being right for our partner, not what's right for Lynchpin. Um, now, obviously we still have to run a business and there's decisions and all that that have to be made in order for us to continue that. We can't just be like not taking money or anything, obviously, but um, in those one-off scenarios, it doesn't happen a lot, but whenever it does, yeah, you know, I wanna make everybody feel comfortable and that they realize that it's a partnership and not just, I send you money and you do some stuff that may or may not work, but you really don't tell me why or, or give me hope that it's going to work in the future. So, um, you know, everything that we're looking at is whether or not this is going to continue to be a good partnership. And if not, we want to be able to identify that faster than knowing that it is going to be a good partnership. Um, and I've been wrong with some of those. I mean, there's some that, you know, I didn't think we were going to be a good partner. And I let the, the, the business know that or the brand know that they still wanted to um, try it and give it a shot. And it ended up working out fantastic. They've become some of our best partners. So, um, and that's worked, that's worked out uh, that way as well. Um, but I think have, you know, having those conversations up front and them seeing the fact that, Hey, I'm not just, I could easily just tell you, send me over your money and then we'll just see what happens. Um, but we actually care that you're going to get the results. Cause at the end of the day, that's how people continue to stay with you. And ultimately what we want is we want to be known as uh, a brand that if somebody comes with us and they work with us, they know they are getting the best service and the best opportunity for success and doing it in a way that's almost watching out for their best interest, for their investment, and not just throwing money at the wall, um, especially whenever it comes to digital, because there's, we're still at the infancy. People don't know a lot about what all goes on behind the scenes and what's happening. Um, and it's easy to take that money and run. And, um, and unfortunately, we've seen that happen a lot, which provides us with an opportunity, but uh, to show really how we work and communicate and obsess over your account. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd have it no other way, that's for sure. So I want to be able to have these stories because it doesn't always work out and that's okay. And if somebody hears that and say, well, you know, you, that didn't work out, that could be me. Well, you know what, if that bothers you that, um, you know, we're, we're willing to admit that it doesn't work out every time, but we're willing to do the right thing whenever it doesn't then we probably shouldn't work together. We're not going to be the right partner for you anyway. So, um, yeah, 
No, all, you know, both great stories, two different spectrums, um, two different outcomes, but both successful outcomes, in my opinion, um, and ones that are going to allow for both parties to continue moving forward with minimal damage. Whereas where we've heard almost the first story that we told that ended up and is ending up to look and be a big success story, they, in the exact contradiction of what we did for this other brand, where we said, hey, the partnership's not working out, we'll forego any money's owed and all of that. They almost, because of it not being that way, because they hired the wrong partner, they almost went under because of that. And, you know, that alone, those two stories are exactly just as important because one shows you how that almost happened because they chose the wrong one and they didn't have a partner that was willing to, to say, you know, we haven't, we haven't fulfilled or we're not going to be able to fulfill what we thought we could. And in order to make that right, um, we're going to, you know, give you or allow you to, to not pay that money out or whatever it may be. But, um, Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Journeys of Success podcast. If you have any questions or any topics that you want to hear, please visit lynchpencells.com. Use the contact us form and please submit anything that we might be able to help out with or any topics or interviews that you would like to hear as part of this podcast. Because our goal is to really provide as much value and direction as possible to our listeners. Look forward to seeing you on the next episode.